Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fassett. On this episode, we get to meet singer, songwriter, Jose Gonzalez. Speaking to me from his home in Sweden, a couple days before the release of his newest record, 2021's Local Valley, Jose and I discuss quite a bit about this new record, including some of the themes that went into it, some of the sonic risks he was taking, and how sounds from various parts of the world ended up influencing it. We talk also about these ideas, these ideologies that he ascribes to called secular humanism and effective altruism, and how those found their way into the record as well. We talk about using his trilingual abilities on this album, how being a father has shaped some of the record, as well as some of his famous covers and his work with the eclectic neoclassical group String Theory. Now, my apologies, this episode was recorded, as I said, a couple days before the release of Local Valley. Time got away from me, as it did many of us this year. But here it is, last day of the year, my chat with the incredible Jose Gonzalez. So thank you for listening, and please enjoy. This is me meeting Jose Gonzalez. at home <laughs> before I leave mm-hmm. and uh, and doing interviews and yeah releasing the album on Friday so so yeah excited yeah we should mention um the new album your fourth solo record yeah I believe yep. uh yep. local valley is out on f- this Friday September 17th via mute um how long has it been ready um so I wrote most of the songs uh, they were ready in March uh, 2020, mm. around the time the pandemic hit. Um, in my mind, there was that was uh, the the album. I was uh, determined that that those were going to be the songs. Uh, I hung out with my manager and label guys, and they were like, oh, "It's maybe you could continue working a bit." <laughs> and uh, and of course, there was no no rush to release an album. Then we we decided to do it later, so uh, so yeah, I, I kept on working on the the same songs to, during a couple of months, and, and so, so late twenty twenty was the last mastering. Okay, time. so it's been it's been ready for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it feel for it to uh, finally be coming out? Uh, it feels great. I mean, I've I've been releasing songs one by one, and and I feel like the reactions are are good. Uh, I, in a way, I'm already pretty confident with with album in terms of what I like, so so I'm happy and and um, yeah, and it's uh, fun to to go out on tour with new music. I'm I'm very used to playing old songs, but uh, yeah, once in a while, it's it's good to refresh <laughs> the, the repertoire. Yeah, and you've you've played some shows this year, haven't you? Yeah, I. I Started pretty early uh, in my mind, yeah. a bit too too early, but it was uh, you know always following the the guidelines for for each country. Um, but uh, but Spain was uh, super excited with El Invento, the first song on the album, mm-hmm. and they um, invited me over to do a couple of shows, uh, uh, and um, and that felt very special, uh, you know, going to an airport where it's uh, empty, 
<laughs> coming from Sweden where face masks wasn't the uh, um, you weren't obliged to, to have them but in Spain where we're used to the, having the other way around where Sweden is a stiff and, and rigid <laughs> and, and Spain is the more uh, relaxed it was really the, the other way around they were very uh, strict and, and uh, so yeah the, the experiences from this pandemic have been so varied and, and weird and, and uh, yeah, the first shows were, were interesting in many ways but but of course uh, mainly a relief to to be able to see people again and to to come together with with music yeah i know so many musicians are still a little hesitant to to play um yeah. you know even here um but That's it must understandable. be yeah it is understandable but it must be yeah. great to be able to just kind of see people and play music again yeah yeah so so i i so I mentioned I felt like that was a bit too early in, in Spain, but but now I feel like I've experienced uh, shows where it feels just right. It's uh, people are vaccinated, people have to show negative tests or antibodies, and and so I've been to two festivals with without restrictions as long as people do that. And and uh, from from experience uh, from from tests, they've shown that. Uh, the, the virus doesn't spread as as much uh, when, when you do that and, and that feels great to, to be able to enjoy enjoy music and, and uh, hugging mm. uh, without uh, you know uh, making people die well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's good that uh, you'll be able to kind of get get out there a little more are you doing a, a European tour first uh, first U.S. with uh, oh, okay. Rufus Wainwright, oh, and then that's um, a great billing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So him on piano and me on guitar. Oh, you're uh, playing together? No, no, oh, we okay, haven't okay. Uh, talked about no. Uh, but but uh, just the the setup of the evening is gonna be right. you know simple. Yeah. Um, and then I have a Europe tour in November December. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure what restrictions were still in place for people traveling into the u.s to play i wasn't sure what was going on with that so that's good that you yeah. get to come yeah we got the the artist visa that was uh, mm -hmm. hard to get but we got it and, and uh, yeah of course we have to be vaccinated and also we have to do pcr tests right before we fly so yeah oh, okay yeah well that's fun i'm glad that yeah. you're gonna get yeah. to do it that's nice um yeah so many good records came out, you know, during the pandemic and, and they couldn't be toured. So it's kind of nice mm. that yours is coming out now and you can kind of start getting back out there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about Local Valley a bit. Um, as you said, it's your fourth record. It has been a little bit since your last solo record, um, five or six years, I think, since Vestiges yeah. and Claws came out. Yeah. Um, so what was on your mind when you were writing and recording this one? Um, and what were some things that you were kind of trying to touch on with this record? Um, so at first I was, uh, aiming at doing, uh, similar songs as I used to when I started writing, uh, or uh, similar as my first album. So, uh, one guitar, uh, short songs, uh, aiming for, uh, strong melodies. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, once I had half the album and in, in that style, I felt like I wanted to to mix it up and, and uh, put on the producer's hat 
and uh, ask myself like how can i make this album a bit more interesting um for the people with adhd or <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> right, um, but also like what what do i want to play live what what do i want to what type of artist do i want to be so mm-hmm. so that's when i started to experiment a bit more and and uh and um, sort of allow myself to be uh, to show my my inspirations from different styles. So so I added the drum machines on a couple of songs. I used the looping and looping both the vocals and the guitar. Um, and then when I started mixing, I I wanted to push the songs in different directions. So uh, having big church reverbs on, on one song and and dry dry songs and others hmm. uh, so yeah it's been a, it's been a journey <laughs> and um, and uh, I think it, it, it sort of it sort of works I, I know that uh, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like you know <laughs> me me doing Caribbean <laughs> style music yeah but it still sounds like a Jose Gonzalez song exactly that, that was my my uh, what I know that that as soon as I put my vocals on it, it's like, yeah, it's I can't ex- escape my <laughs> my sound, and that glues the, the album together. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I was gonna ask about the the rhythm and the rhythm section that you kind of incorporate here and there throughout the record because there is sort of a more percussive element to a lot of the tracks and sort of a more rhythmic or like almost like a groove kind of going on in a lot of the tracks. Um, so I was wondering if that was um, like an intentional move towards that sound. It sounds like it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, um, maybe not at first, but but I did uh, feel like um, I was thinking about my live shows and how uh, the, with the late, later albums I've been playing uh, what I call the riff songs, where where it's uh, riff oriented uh, guitar playing the in the style of. Uh, the music from Mali, uh, the Sahel mm-hmm. Desert, and uh, and I'm using a stomp box. And uh, some of the songs, depending on the PA, I'm able to play really loud. And, and uh, one in 20 shows, people get excited and start uh, dancing. <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to to uh, to yeah to to have more songs that that people can move to. Uh, so yeah, and and. Uh, but I still had the ambition to be able to play most songs on my own without a band or an orchestra. And um, so it felt natural to, to use the drum machine, which is uh, one of the things that I've been enjoying when I'm bored, when I travel, uh, to just pick up the, the phone or the iPad and, and program for a couple of minutes. And, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a sound that I like. The, the, mm-hmm. The old drum machines and, and uh, you just press play and it sounds great <laughs> yeah and it lends it sort of a uh like an out of time quality kind of like back in the past but also sort of futuristic at the same time i think yeah 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 no definitely I, i'm thinking how uh, you know raga from jamaica in the 80s or or these awesome tapes from africa like uh, many times uh yeah, uh, like Hilo Merga was using a uh, drum machine with with his uh, organ. Uh, mm-hmm. So so yeah, it's a it's a it's a common feature for for both old and new new music. 
What about lyrically? What were you kind of going through or trying to communicate here this time around? Yeah, I mean, like always, I'm, I'm writing song by song at first. But once um, I have a collection of songs, I'm sort of adding songs to try to um, sort of uh, put, um, make things more um, interesting or, or sort of apologizing for other songs <laughs> feeling too too hard so uh so yeah the the i think the the red what is that red thread mm. uh, throughout the album is uh humanism it's my uh, uh you know secular humanism the the world view that i enjoy and, and try to push on people sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna uh, ask and, a little bit about that and the um effective altruism as well kind of how those yeah, fit yeah. into your you know your music but also just your daily life as well like how you live your life sure sure i mean if i if i think about my three uh twitter hashtags <laughs> it's a uh, secular humanism and um, effective altruism and eco-modernism and mm -hmm. i think of those three what stands out on the album is mainly the the humanist view the, the view of our uh, uh, we are, we are biological creatures that that happen to to be smarter than many other animals, but but uh, we're we're still apes, and we're we have our lives that that we know that we have, and we don't know that much about anything before or after. So this is the life that we need to focus on <laughs> to try to make it flourish as as good as possible for ourselves and for everyone else. So that's the main view, but but uh, but. Uh, Effective altruism, that, that's uh, something that uh, I've been following for, for a long time and and uh, been inspired by it to to give part of my earnings to, to effective charities. Um, but um, apart from that, there's a lot of research going on within the effective altruism community about uh, existential threats and, and uh, catastrophic risks. Um, and that's that was in one of the inspirations for the song Visions, where I'm uh, uh, thinking about these topics when I ask uh, basically humanity to to try to come up with to try to envision a future where we all can flourish, even mm -hmm. uh, non-human sentient beings. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I had never heard that term before. That's why I wanted to ask more about it. Sure, sure. I mean, I can. Interesting. Uh, it's uh, it, there's really good good sites online for anyone who wants to <laughs> know more. Yeah. And uh, it's basically like uh, it's it's partly a community, like a group of people that uh, meet up once a year or twice a year and uh, and and talk about these topics. Uh, but it's also like uh, people who try to do research about which uh, how, how to get the uh, what do you say best bang for the buck the, <laughs> uh, like if you want to spend thousand dollars on on uh, improving someone's uh, life like how do you do it and, and yeah then people research uh, the different charities and come up with lists um, um, and then uh, the part that I mentioned earlier the, the part of Trying to figure out how to how does the future 
how how good can the future be? <laughs> how how can we ab- avoid stumbling uh, mm-hmm. as we release uh, new technologies, uh, biotechnology, artificial intelligence, and so on? Yeah, I mean, it seems especially timely as of as of late with all the warnings we get about you know coming catastrophic events and how we're running out of time. So it seems like a pretty uh, appropriate thing to be thinking about. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a good framework for thinking about these topics. Uh, and mm. the good thing is you don't have to do the research yourself if you're <laughs> curious. So you can just listen to all these uh, smart, smart uh, uh, guys and girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you mentioned before um, that you were that Spain was pleased. With or people of Spain were, you know, generally kind of pleased with the first single from the record, El Invento. Um, but that's, I'm guessing, largely because it was your first released song in Spanish. Um, this album, Local Valley, has a few songs in Spanish and Swedish. Um, am I correct in saying it's the first time you've had either of those languages on your albums? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, what brought you to that decision this like this time four albums in to start kind of using all three of your languages unless there's more i don't know about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i tried writing in both spanish and swedish on the third album but uh got stuck and let it go mm. uh so a bit of laziness a bit of uh yeah feeling comfortable more comfortable with english for for uh because of habit i guess uh but this time around i, I tried and it worked so uh, i can only speculate why and and uh i think me becoming a dad is one of the reasons why spanish worked mm-hmm. better i uh, i loosened up a bit uh, by by speaking spanish with my daughter when when she was born in 17 um and uh and uh, i guess the same with swedish uh, like not not by becoming a dad uh, i i i've been forced to be creative every day <laughs> uh, you're forced to do stuff when you have limited time uh, uh, there's uh, also a sense of not caring as much about how you're perceived so there's mm-hmm. less of a uh, uh, yeah, critic inner critic <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so many, many reasons, and uh, and uh, anyway, I'm I'm really happy that I finally did this because it feels it felt awkward actually to to release album after album without using more languages. Yeah, and is English your third language? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is my third, but but it's uh, maybe if I sit down and try to write down all the words I know in <laughs> three languages. <laughs> Uh, Spanish is going to be like the one that I'm fluent in, but has the most limited vocabulary. Okay. Swedish is 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 my main language, so I'm very fluent and 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 uh, yeah, know almost all the words. <laughs> but but English is is special because I read so much in English, so so all the uh, academic uh, words are, are in English, and and mm-hmm. uh, and when I'm sp- when I read books and then I try to mention to friends what I've been reading and I sometimes uh, stumble and, and don't find the words. So, so I'm using mm-hmm. some swing, swinglish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So you aren't someone who would maybe write, like originally write your songs in Swedish and then make them into English. You would just write in English since your first yeah. album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, on the first album, I think I was going back and forth. Uh, okay. I was pretty fluent in English, but but sometimes I, I picked up a Swedish word and translated it. Yeah, I'm, just always, I'm always a little uh, curious about that because there, especially over the past, I don't know, 15 or 20 years, there have been quite a few artists from Sweden and Norway and Finland, but especially Sweden and Norway that kind of come out of the gate in English. And we always understand like, okay, I feel like they start learning English pretty young. But I always mm. kind of wonder if that's just because maybe there's like a pressure to like a commercial pressure to do that or is it just because that's more natural i don't know yeah uh yeah we learn english really early uh we we watch movies <laughs> in english uh i mean if you compare european countries in in mm -hmm. spain and france and germany i don't know now but but uh, when i was younger they they dubbed all everything so mm. so it was like simpsons in spanish simpsons in <laughs> french and german uh crazy in in my mind <laughs> because in in sweden uh, i mean it was like that when with kids uh, stuff but not mm -hmm. not with uh, you know clint eastwood or <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, so yeah i think that's been a one, one thing so the nordic countries are, are very good at uh, speaking english uh, we travel a lot so we there's a huge amount of Swedes in, in London, New York, LA. Um, and then, but, but yeah, I think there is something about trying to reach outside of your borders. Mm -hmm. So Swedes, uh, since ABBA, I think there's been a tradition to do, try to do pop music that reaches uh, the world and not only the Swedish ears. And yeah. I think that's also a cultural thing compared to... Uh, um, uh, yeah, Spain or France, where people are a bit more uh, proud with with their own culture. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah, because they don't. We don't get a, at least over here anyway. In the in in US, we don't get a ton of non North American music that's not in English. You know, mm -hmm. most of what we get imported is in English, and a lot of that comes from Scandinavia or Iceland. Um, yeah. yeah. Because you're right, I can't think. I can't think of too many, for example, French or Spanish or Italian artists that sing in English, wide like widely known. So yeah. it is kind yeah. of an interesting phenomenon. But but I think times are changing a bit. Uh, yeah, and um, so just so despacito, you have all the Latin. Oh, that's yeah, that's Latin, true. Latin, Latin super hits that mm -hmm. are reaching, uh, and, and then also. Uh, um, like watching Netflix, I, I notice how how many new productions are in native languages mm -hmm. uh, with subtitles. Yeah. So so I think there's something happening there that that I find cool. I'm I'm all for you know pluralistic societies where where uh, you you can still keep your your culture, keep your you know your favorite uh, traditional clothes, but but uh, at least expose. Right. Uh, as many as possible to, to the rest of the world. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the stories are so varied and so worth telling. So yeah, I'm glad that we're getting more of those now on massive streaming platforms and more mm. airwaves. It's a good, I think it's a good thing.
Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the Swedish songs is a cover of a song I did not know. Um, but you are like sort of, I don't want to say known for your covers, but people do know that you do covers quite yeah. frequently, um, especially Heartbeats and Teardrop. Where I don't, was there, there wasn't a cover on the last album. Is that correct? Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, how do you select a cover to include on an actual record? And then what brought you to this one? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Heartbeats was uh, me trying to find uh, any song that, that was interesting. And, and, uh, and that song was, uh, you know, a super hit in, in Sweden. And so if I was listening to it every day and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this, this amazing song. <laughs> hmm. uh, with, with the Massive Attack, it was, um, um, I already, I did um, maybe 10 different covers or something, but Massive Attack, the, the teardrop was uh, like a live um, favorite for me. So, hmm. so I had tried it out live uh, and compared to the other covers, it felt uh, more, more unique and, 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 once again, fun that it's a woman that that sings it and wrote the lyrics, um, and then uh, and then I had a break uh, both with Junip and my third solo, uh, trying to try my own wings and try to <laughs> write my own classic songs, and and then now with with this album, I I felt like uh, that I needed a bit of depth. To the album, I needed something personal, um, and that's when I added "Line of Fire" by Junip, mm -hmm. which is a bit more personal type of lyric, and and "Stone uh, which is uh, which means uh, a moment on earth. And uh, Lale, she she's, uh, and, and I think it's a very poetical song about the, the uh, about death and about loss. But, but in a very uplifting way. So uh, her version is very uplifting, both in production and, and the lyric, I, I feel. Uh, I chose to do a version that's more sacral and, and church-like. Um, and yeah, in a way to, to give more depth to the album and, and balance, uh, I have the songs that, that I, I see them as pretty ambitious, like a song like Visions, uh, it uh, it doesn't work as well on an album with with visions and then drum machines. I needed <laughs> something uh, to deal with death at least uh, as mm -hmm. a topic. Yeah, yeah, because it seems like thematically then, because I I read the translated um, lyrics of the of the cover and it does seem it fits quite well thematically with sort of this rounded picture of kind of life on Earth and just kind of as you say humanism that you're kind of tackling here. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the other specific song that's actually, I don't, I can't quite understand if it's a cover or not, but the closer, um, yeah. honey, honey was, it's like sort of, is it a, a cover or is it sort of an extension of the song that you did yeah. a few years ago with DJ cozy on his record? Yeah. It's uh it's a combination. I, I don't know okay. what to call it, but, but it's, um, uh, <laughs> I've done that before. Uh, take, do a collaboration, and then do my own version later. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did that with uh, DJ uh, MB. Uh, time to send someone away. Uh, okay. And and this time, yeah, I 
so the title for for the the version of on his album is called music on my teeth mm. it's from a sample and uh, and yeah i i tried it out with guitar and then it became honey honey <laughs> and once again i was trying to figure out how to make the album interesting and varied and it needed uh, something uh central i feel like uh, that's been lacking in most of my albums <laughs> is that why you chose to end with it or was there some other reason um well it felt felt good uh, at at the end uh, being a very short song and i recorded mm -hmm. uh in a lo-fi fashion so it feels like a like a demo that you just decide in the very last minute to to put on the record because you notice that you have time on an lp like uh, they did with uh, like beatles did with the song her majesty mm -hmm. so uh so yeah and and also i wanted to end on a lighter note and didn't didn't want to end uh, on a heavy note uh, with uh, anton Bjorden. yeah and there's also if i remember correctly the uh, the bird the bird sample yeah so it's yeah. kind of like a natural effect yeah. is going on as well yeah yeah it's got the the calming calming <laughs> sounds of the woods that uh, I, I put in the beginning of the album and middle and end. Mm -hmm. um so switching gears a bit i wanted to talk a bit about your life your live set so you said you're about to go on tour i assume you'll be s solo yeah yeah right um i know you do that quite often i happened to have caught your string theory tour um oh. a few years ago so i was curious first of all how you because i know you and string theory have been kind of in work together for quite a while um but how did you end up sort of joining forces with them and then i'm also curious what excites you the most about kind of reinventing some of your work with these players yeah uh, so the way we hooked up was um they they already tried uh, uh, um, collaborations with different artists in in uh, Berlin in our, in Germany, um, and the idea then was to uh, have this orchestra or collective w where you just invite different artists playing one song each and doing arrangements for for them, um, and one of the artists that that played there was. Um, uh, Sebastian Gabel from Gods of Blitz, okay. and uh, and he uh, he moved to Gothenburg, and and uh, he and his wife uh, Barusta Gabel they decided to do the same in Gothenburg, and that's when uh, she invited me to to be one of uh, um, I guess ten artists, uh, and they did a version of Cycling Trivialities that uh, in two thousand and eight, I think. And uh, yeah, I liked it so much that uh, it felt right to try to invite them to do more. And um, so uh, I can't remember the years now, but 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 we 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 I just basically asked them, do you do you want to do more arrangements? And uh, here's my here are my songs. <laughs> Choose whatever you like. Mm. And uh, and yeah, they they just uh, went to town. <laughs> So they so, came up with these new kind of compositions for your songs. Did you then have to kind of learn the new versions? Uh, sort of. They they were very uh, they're very musical and very good at arranging without uh, editing my part. So okay. So having longer intros. If they do something, they do it in the middle, but not everywhere. 
and mm -hmm. and then outros. <laughs> so no, it was uh, relatively easy. But the hard part was to to play in the tempo of an orchestra. And, and I mean, they could follow me for a bit, but I, I needed to listen to them. I needed to intonate w way more carefully than than usual. Uh, so so I learned a lot by playing with them. Mm. Uh, pushed myself to to to, uh, to another another level. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, but yeah. So so I um and I really enjoyed the, the arrangements they did. Uh, most of the time, I was happy. There were a couple of times where I needed to, my taste wasn't the same as them, so we needed to fight it fight it out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but in general, I was uh, it was uh, amazing to 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 have the songs and just leave them to them and then come back, sit down and play and have them surrounding me with with all these uh, amazing instruments and musicality and yeah there were um, uh, many moments when when i uh, got touched and, and cried actually on stage and that's very seldom yeah that's kind of beautiful though <laughs> yeah, no, yeah i mean when i saw i saw you with them in um new haven a few years mm -hmm. back and i mean i hadn't i had never seen you live before i'd only heard your records which are pretty spare yeah. Um, so it was really, it was really neat and sort of moving to see them kind of transcend into this like other animal almost, but yeah, still very yeah. much, still very much the song, just a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, their ambition was to not disturb my character, my sound, my, my style, but then uh, just uh, augment mm -hmm. the songs. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm most of the time I was very very happy with what they did uh, and uh, it was only down the line that we've been struggling with that <laughs> their version for for years and and I think it started to sound good towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you'll continue to work together at some point? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And and uh, I'm really happy that they found other artists to to uh, collaborate with and they uh yeah, they got nominated for a Grammy. So, oh yeah, I did know that. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's their uh, their their own thing, and it, it was for a while they they felt a bit stuck with me as the, their only artist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, they well, need to be more more eclectic and and do more artist stuff and and varied stuff. So yeah, well, they're all clearly so super talented. So I'm sure they can branch out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and and that's what they did, and and was so successful with with Seku yeah. Williams. Oh yeah, okay. Well, good for them. I hope. I yeah. mean, I hope they just continue to go up. Hopefully, you guys meet up again someday. Yeah, um, and and it, and it's a collective where where the the musicians are from all around the world by now. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, last time was many musicians from from LA. Yeah. Okay. That seems to almost back up some of the themes of this album as well. Just interconnectedness, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's nice. We we inspire each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now that the album is about to come out uh, in two days, um, what are you most looking forward to? Um. um well, I, I've been noticing that already. When I release the songs and I do interviews, I'm, I'm well received. It's like people understand me. I, there's more to understand, I guess. 
Mm. <laughs> uh, so there's a sense of relief and mm. that uh, the the relief of of um, uh, being understood. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I can sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> How long till the tour starts? Well, I, I go out on Saturday, so I, actually oh, my okay. mind is more hooked on on the you know packing and yeah. rehearsing the guitar and <laughs> not so much the release because I think I mean that's its own it, its own uh, process where where the yeah. labels need to make sure it's in all the stores that need to be in. Mm-hmm. But, but but no, it's it's really fun. I'm I'm excited, and and uh, we took some new press photos uh, just a couple of days ago. Before that, I felt like ah, the only thing missing is a good good press photo. But it's a sunny day, and we went out and took some photos, and so so now I'm I'm more it's relaxed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you someone who? Because you mentioned like that that understanding you're getting back from people is really um. A really nice feeling are you someone who when you're kind of gearing up to release an album you kind of worry that no one's gonna like it because i feel like that would be a fear of mine you know like you've well, been working on this and you kind of just hope that we get it yeah exactly no i think uh no i'm pretty comfortable uh and and a bit certain that some people will like some songs and not others mm-hmm. so uh and uh, uh, I think if I only did a, an album with drum machines, I would have gotten lots of angry fans. <laughs> but now I did an album that it's almost like four sides. Uh, I, I was thinking about two, two LPs where you have mm. three songs on, on each side uh, with different styles. Um, mm. And and I I wasn't expecting everyone everyone to like everything. So uh, no, I, I it, I'm actually excited to know what people will like and what they won't like. And I, re- yeah. I can already tell from some comments <laughs> online. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, tastes are different, so it's it's all fine. I mean, should are we ex- should we be expecting like a like a synth pop record from you next time? <laughs> <laughs> synth pop? Uh, no, probably not. No. Probably not. <laughs> In, uh, industrial. Uh, Some nine-inch nails. Industrial noise. <laughs> industrial noise. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that would be quite a jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I have a few like quick lightning round questions for you. Sure. Um, sure. To end off on first one is uh, if you. Had, if you could pick one, what is your uh, favorite one to play live? Favorite song to play live? Just um, in general. Yeah, I mean nowadays uh, I think Head On is fun. Okay. Um, what is a band or a book or film or some kind of media that you came across since the pandemic started that has stuck with you? Ah, uh, I'm. I've been mentioning. Uh, uh, I went out to to the park and there was a D, DJ with a little sound system, the, the clubs were closed. So uh, I walked past and he was playing amazing songs. And I just stood there and like try to record and see oh, what, yeah. what the artists were. <laughs> and there was one that, that I've been listening to a lot when I'm out running and it's uh, Oritze Femi. And the song, oh, is called, that is. the song is called Ongba Larami from Nigeria. And it's just cool. an amazing dance uh, track. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Sounds like good running material. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's yeah. very upbeat and very, yeah, it's great. 
And uh, finally, I'm always interested, especially for people who mostly play solo. Are there any songs of yours that you do not remember how to play that you wish you remembered how to play? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That. So, uh, yeah, no, there, there's many because I've I've been playing so much live and uh, I've been neglecting many of the songs and and yeah, uh, the there was part of the pandemic. I was trying to relearn. All, all my old songs mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh as a like a, a like a ritual to warm up just try to play old songs and mm-hmm. uh remain from the first album i, I can't remember how to play it <laughs> i need to yeah I'm, I'm always just curious about that especially because especially if we go back to veneer such mm. a sparse record yeah, you'd yeah. Th- you'd think maybe you could kind of like figure it out, but but I know I can if I only take the time though. So but yeah, but yeah I I've, I did try a couple of times and I got stuck in the same place and I was like ah <laughs> maybe someday <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 maybe on this I don't know how many old songs you're gonna play in this tour but maybe along the way figure it out yeah it's probably gonna be when when I start doing uh, what some artists do to, to play whole albums mm. uh, that's a challenge one, in one itself. per night <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a challenge uh, taste wise and tuning wise for me because mm. I when I play live I try to bunch mm-hmm. but then the, the songs with the same tuning together but, but on the album they're all varied so <laughs> so you're setting yourself up for quite a challenge with that I guess well I guess I just need more guitars that's <laughs> true that's, that's a way you could do it yeah <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Jose, for talking with me today. Thank you. Um, really appreciate it. Yeah, the new record uh, comes out on Friday. It will already be out when this is up. So if you haven't listened to it already, go listen to it. It's out on mute. It's called Local Valley. Thank you very much for your time, Jose. Thank you. Have, Have a good night. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.